Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for February the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Quickly, a recap of yesterday's show. We had Dr. Scott Bradley with us for both hours. We also had a guest on the first hour, Suzanne Mann, program's director of Latter-day Saints for Life. That's a pro-life coalition that got created at the uh, in November 2022. org, a great organization. You ought to become part of it, even if you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to help them stand for the sacred cause of life. By the way, the only purpose for government, really. They have an incredible mission statement on their website. Check it out. They have memberships, T-shirts. A doctrinal library, we talked about going forward, how the organization looks and what they want to focus on. Great stuff. Suzanne Mann doing a phenomenal job. Thank you for joining us. Second hour, I asked the question, is the United States in an undeclared hot war with the communist nation of China? Yeah, spying, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is surveillance without due authorization. That's what China is guilty of with the balloons all across the United States. Key electronics have now been recovered from the China's China's surveillance balloon that got shot down. It was likely a sophisticated high altitude. What do you want to call it? Military balloon? Yeah, that it was conducting surveillance over sensitive U.S. military sites, the nuclear base in Montana, The U.S. Strategic Command, STRATCOM is what they call it, right? And a base that hosts nuclear bomb capabilities in Missouri. According to a statement from a senior State Department official, the balloon was furnished with high-tech equipment, multiple antennas, and other equipment that was clearly for intelligence surveillance and was likely capable of connecting the details of what it saw on the ground, plotting it with geolocation data as well. China's ruling Communist Party has been developing balloons for various military purposes in recent years. And government officials say they are confident that it's tied to the Communist Chinese Party military. China, of course, claims, hey, number one, it was a weather balloon. They lied. Now China claims that the United States has had high-altitude weather balloons or high-altitude balloons flying in their airspace without its permission. Of course, the U.S. says that's false. Sadly, I believe the communists. I'm sure it's true. We have the best enemies money can buy, Dr. Scott Bradley wisely points out. Um, Anyway, bottom line, serious, serious concerns. I believe we're in literally a hot war with the communist nation of China. Uh, Look, when you start putting surveillance balloons... Hostile military tied balloons over our airspace. That is an act of war. 
when we're being warned not even to use TikTok because the communist Chinese will use that data against us, that is war. I'm not calling for war, folks. I'm documenting that we're pretending we're not in one as we pretend they're our most favored nation trading status. As we bleed money to the communist Chinese by the billions every single month. The fact is, they're building their military with our money. And they've been doing it for decades. And now the, what do you want to say? It's going to come home to roost? Is that how you say it? All right. Anyway, enough of that. But, man, I'm warning. We have got to change our views on China. A week from yesterday, Friday, we're going to have an expert on, an incredible expert who's written books about this, who's lived in China, who believes that our whole approach is completely off base. Boy, howdy, is he right? We'll dig into the details with him next Friday. Be ready for that. We also talked about the Idaho House of Representatives passed a memorial on Wednesday calling for talks between the great states of Idaho and Oregon about making rural counties in Oregon part of Idaho. It would expand Idaho's borders. See, what happens is these Oregon counties are saying, we don't want to be represented by Portland and all these whacked out coast liberals. We want a conservative leadership. So they want to join or uh, they want to join Idaho and they want to get Republican conservative leadership. Yeah, 11 counties in southern and eastern Oregon have voted to join Idaho as part of the, quote, greater Idaho movement. Anyway, I think it's great news, um, except for I think there's things we could do that would be less than that, that would be better, easier to pass. Why don't we just demand more congressmen and senators per the law, the supreme law? Right now we're way, 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 way underrepresented. We talked about pro-life groups are called terrorists by the United Nations. And then the United Nations Committee, shame on all them for that. We um, Let's see, what else did we talk about yesterday? Oh, we talked about America's border crisis is not organic behind the nearly 4.9 million uh, illegal immigrants who entered the United States since President Joe took office. They're basically criminal cartels orchestrated. Yeah, they're from the United Nations and financed from the U.S. government. And while taxpayers are being told that local law enforcement and national folks are working to resolve the crisis at the border, they're lying. In reality, the United States government is in bed with the cartels, and they're being used to funnel migrants to networks of non-governmental organizations who then traffic them for resettlement throughout the United States. It is absolute criminal. We should be arresting criminal government officials over this who swore an oath to the supreme law of the land, and now they're betraying that oath. Why? Because they're violating the very oath they promised. There's no authority to fund, partner with drug cartels, and bring people into the United States, distributing them all over the country, making every single county a border county. There's no authority for that. In fact, that's against the law. Not backing or for the law, right? But that's what these criminal enterprises aim to do. But see, they're all in bed now with a huge, I don't know what you want to call it, extreme whacked out liberal apparatus that's designed to deceive you. Yeah, it's media in bed with government, in bed with drug cartels, in bed with all these groups. Call it sinister, call it what you will. But that's a recap of yesterday's show. And the reason I lead into today's show like that is because, man, I got a whole bunch of stories to cover. Um, it's all one big article, though. 
Arizona-based sheriff's group promotes members with ties to white nationalism. That's what the headline says. Arizona-based sheriff group promotes members with ties to what to white nationalism. And then they say Sam Bushman was promoted to CEO of the Arizona-based Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA. Wow. Now, this article was posted on Friday, February the 16th, by this thug, Isaac Stone Simonelli. Now, I don't know what dude has a, uh, you know, two last names, but there he is, Isaac Stone Simonelli. He works for a group called Arizona Center for Investigative Reporting. These are some of the people that don't have a lot of media creds, but what they do is they do a lot of research behind the scenes, and then they feed that information um, to other news organizations that then pick up on the story. So Isaac and crew have largely avoided scrutiny themselves while they claim I've avoided scrutiny. It is absolutely shocking uh, what they say here. All right. Now, here's the interesting thing about this article. It's just full of absolute lies. Okay, in my opinion, it's libel, it's slander like you've never seen before. I mean, I don't know that I could be attacked so hard with such lies. So let me tell you what I've got. I've got the story that he released. Previous stories are very similar in nature against me and against the CSPOA, against frontline doctors, against Richard Mack, against James Edwards, the political cesspool.org, against all of us. All right, but here's the deal. He lies because not only do I have the story that he released publicly, but I have the behind the scenes email discussions proving he's an absolute dishonest liar straight from the pit of hell. All right? He lies and he got caught, okay? Now, you don't believe me? You ask him to release the emails. If he won't, then I will. All right? But here's the deal. He, they say this in his article. The Arizona-based Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, a group described as anti-democratic by investigative extremist researchers. Wow. So we're going to look at investigative researchers. But we don't even say who. We don't define their credentials. Oh, and we even refer to people who have uh, credentials that have been absolutely destroyed and debunked. But we'll get there in a second. They say this group, the CSPOA, is elevating some of its, quote, most controversial members, including those with direct ties to other anti-government and white nationalism movements. Wow, how are we involved with other anti-government movements. Listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. Sheriff Richard Mack worked for government for 20 years in law enforcement and a sheriff. That's not anti-government, folks. He furthermore, when was assaulted by the federal government as a sheriff. Hey, can you skip the break for me? As a sheriff, he used the courts, the proper redress of grievance channel to win and beat Bill Clinton. Is that anti-government to you? What about Sam Bushman, who's on the radio every day for more than 26 years and literally says, hey, think outside the bun. I mean the gun. See, Taco Bell used think outside the, the bun. Talking about, hey, do burritos, do, do, you know, 
tortillas, think outside the bun. That was their fun slogan. I turned it into think outside the bun, think outside the gun in my speeches saying, look, we don't need revolution. We don't need a war. We can avoid war. We can peacefully resolve our problems. Think outside the gun is my speeches, right? Then I furthermore, on every show, say we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Then I teach the principles of liberty, the principles of the founding fathers, the supreme law of the land. How am I anti-government? Wow. But then they say they, they move us into formal leadership positions. The CSPOA promoted longtime staffer and self-described constitutional scholar. Now, I find that interesting as well, because am I a self-described constitutional scholar? I told him I was a constitutional scholar. That's true. But if I've given speeches to probably 500-plus sheriffs in my life and all over the country regarding the Constitution, the supreme law of our land, and if I teach on the radio about the checks and balances and the divisions of power and the dual sovereignties and the proper role of government, the proper role of law enforcement, our responsibilities and duties as citizens in relation thereto. Am I really a self-described scholar? See, the reason he uses self-described is because it makes it sound like I'm not really a scholar, but I just think I am. All right, we'll get to more in a second. But then they say they promoted Sam Bushman, this self-described scholar of the Constitution, white supremacist, etc., to CEO also adding members of its more radical arm to a newly created advisory board, cementing both their positions and perspectives into efforts to expand its ideology and influence across the United States. The group will maintain its focus on recruiting and training law enforcement, but also plans to increase online resources to better reach the general public, including local elected officials, as it builds on momentum that it gained during the pandemic. It is basically a hate group, as far as I'm concerned. And why would law enforcement ever want to consider themselves part of it? Asked Pima County, Arizona Sheriff, Chris Natos, or Nanos, however you say it, Nanos, I guess is how you say it. Wow, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it, buddy. Why would you ever want to be part of backing the supreme law of the land? Uh, because you swore an oath to it is the first reason, sir. Uh, secondly, why would you want to be part of it? Because you're obviously constitutionally ignorant. That's an opinion to which I'm entitled, Sheriff. But shame on you anyway. You don't know anything about me. You've never met me. You've never taken... Um, time to listen to my radio programs or shake my hand or learn about my teachings whatsoever sheriff shame on you for calling me a hate group you and the discredited which we'll get to southern poverty law center have lost all credibility sir shame on you for your dereliction of duty he's a democrat by the way and an outspoken critic of the quote far right sheriff movement what's so far right about the founding fathers what's so far right about wanting to carry out the Founding Fathers' view. Nothing. But see, that's the way they wordsmith, the way they generate scare words and lie and deceive and literally betray you because they're not telling you the truth. They say that includes, of course, the CSPOA. Of course it does. We have a lot of sheriffs in this state that, quote, need to rethink 
their positions, I think. The so-called Constitutional Sheriff's Organization, which is consistently pushed back on allegations of having racist ties, is best known for its constitutional, oh, I'm sorry, controversial legal theories about a sheriff's power. I believe we have constitutional views on the sheriff's power. They want you to believe they're controversial. They believe that we can override the authority of state and federal government. I don't believe we can always override authority of state and federal government. I think that there's jurisdictional boundaries. And I think there's delegated responsibilities. And I think when the federal government, based on the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, has no authority to force the states or the general or the states or the counties to do anything. And when Bill Clinton tried to do so and Richard Mack believed that that was wrong and Richard Mack won at the Supreme Court, it should be settled law. They say that sheriffs, we believe sheriffs have a duty to notify, to nullify laws they interpret as unconstitutional. You're absolutely right. We do believe that. And if you don't believe me, so does the Supreme Court. Remember, Bill Clinton said, you're going to do the Brady Bill, Sheriff Mack. Mack said, no, I won't. They went all the way to the Supreme Court. Who won? Isaac, you thug from the pit of hell that wants to lie and pretend that our views are somehow extreme, hate-filled, dishonest, questionable. No, no, no. Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. And Bill Clinton lost. Is that just Richard Mack's opinion now? Are you suggesting? Or is it a court case decision? They say the group, that's the CSPOA, experienced a, quote, resurge of interest in recent years. I wonder why. Because the government's so guilty of overreach, so abusive of their power and authority, so out of their lane, delegated by the supreme law of our land, that they're out of control. Now, they say after thrusting itself into the anti-vaccination and election denial movements, see those dishonest views ultimately presenting the sheriff as a solution that's right the sheriff is a solution richard mack pretended the america or protected the american people from gun control from bill clinton and that protection lasted 25 plus years now we better stand up again and stop these clowns or they're going to violate your god-given ordained right to self-defense they say it encouraged sheriffs so that's us we the cspoa sam bushman encouraged sheriffs to refuse to enforce COVID-19 mask mandates. You're darn right we did. Because you know what? A mandate's not the rule of law. It's called pretend legislation. Go look it up in the Declaration of Independence, you constitutional scholars. Get it done. And come back and report. Shall you? Because you know what? The president doesn't have authority to mandate. The governors don't have authority to mandate. You want to know why? They're in the wrong branch of government, ladies and gentlemen. They're executive, not... What, lawmaking? Yeah, they're executive. They're not legislative. You got it? Go read your Constitution and you see if I know what I'm talking about. Well, the battle was on. Bill thought he had authority. Max said, no, you don't. Who won? This is not child's play. This is not Bugs Bunny cartoon. This is we went to the Supreme Court and Bill was wrong and Richard was right. Do you read me, you constitutional scholars that think you know what you're talking about? How come Mac won? 
How come the seven sheriffs that eventually came along with Mac won and Bill Clinton lost? Is that because we're just in confused legal theory that we have no business talking about it? Or is that because he won? We then, they say, rallied public sheriffs to investigate debunked claims of widespread voter fraud. Oh, yeah? If they're deep, widespread claims without any fact of voter fraud, why why are no judges willing to look at it in the country? Why do they all dismiss on um, lack of standing or something else that doesn't in any way relate to the real case? Why don't they look at the evidence? Furthermore, why did Eugene Yu get arrested when we, the people, the CSPOA, True the Vote, claimed he was guilty of storing data on communist Chinese servers? Why was he arrested and extradited to L.A.? Is it because we're just psychotic up in the night, crazy? Right-wing extremist? No, it's because there's evidence. Why didn't they prosecute? Same reason they're shutting down every other case in the country almost. But we're gaining on them, ladies and gentlemen. We're gaining on them, and we have more and more and more proof that will be coming out. Mark my words. Shame on these criminal thugs. Everything that they say we are ignorant about or that's conspiracy theory, later they have to admit we were right. So let's take on the vaccine discussion, shall we? I'm going to have a group on Monday on the radio with me that's going to release to you the details of a study that embalming uh, or embalmers, is that what you call them? Uh, anyway, they say the blood looks very strange on people that have been vaccinated and died. So there's enough vaccinated dead people now from the COVID vaccine where these people, these embalmers, have actually noticed strange things about their blood. And now the FC, or the uh, the Wow. The um, FDA and these other groups are now admitting that the vaccines aren't as safe as they, in fact, Bill Gates has now even debunked the vaccines. They don't work. They're not vaccines. They're mRNA shots. And we're saying, you know what? You can't force people to wear masks by mandate. Sheriff, stop this clown that thinks he has authority when he doesn't. Sure glad Bill, or sure glad that uh, Richard Mack did that when it was the Bill Clinton days, and I hope they do it again. They say Bushman, who was CSPOA's National Operations Director prior to his promotion, has so far avoided and escaped public scrutiny. Another lie straight from the pit of hell. I've, <laughs> I've avoided public scrutiny? Wow. I was live at the Republican National Convention. Probably the tiniest at least by funding talk show, in the whole organization. Alex Jones couldn't get in. I was there live with legitimate credentials, sitting across from CNN. CNN literally brought me water while broadcasting live. I literally sat in the CNN booth uh, as if I was a CNN reporter and have a photo of that. Um, I literally ran around that organization and interviewed everyone I could. I sat in the hall where Donald Trump got nominated or whatever you want to say or uh, confirmed as the nominee, and and, and I'm avoiding scrutiny? Then CNN attacks us relentlessly. They say that I host the online talk show, Liberty Roundtable, a Utah-based radio program that regularly espouses anti-gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer content. I don't know what you mean by anti. I just believe that it's against God's law. And therefore, I'm against the lifestyle and behavior. 
Now, I don't hate on the gay and lesbians. I don't hate them in any way. And I've never given any indication that I hate them. In fact, I'm the one that teaches that we're all God's children and we should behave like it. And even though I disagree with their views, I have every right to disagree and express my views about God. But that doesn't mean I'm, I'm anti this or that. See, they lie to you. I'm the one that says be kind to them. Even, we can be kind to them without having to embrace their lifestyle. They won't let that stand. Somehow I'm in a hate group. They say I also syndicate the white nationalist show, The Political Cesspool. Well, let's let James defend himself, shall we? We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The White House pledges federal resources to East Palestine, Ohio, for as long as it takes following a toxic train derailment. Federal resources from the EPA, CDC, and other agencies have been deployed to the town to help with water and air quality testing. Governor Mike DeWine says there are no signs of contaminants. We continue to monitor the air. The air is good. Uh, We've gone into uh, hundreds and hundreds of people's houses to, to test that air. It's good. Resident Eric Whiting tells Fox News he doesn't trust the water supply and is drinking bottled water for the time being. They're still doing tests, so there's no final results yet, so I'd rather, rather err on the side of caution. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said the Department of Transportation is working to get to the bottom of what caused the February 3rd wreck and promised to hold the train's operator accountable. Some residents say they've developed rashes, sore throats, headaches, and nausea after being allowed back home. A house fire takes a turn for the worse when a roof falls on New York City firefighters. 20 firefighters are hurt three critically after a fire erupted between two duplex homes in Staten Island. The owner of the home said things got out of control pretty quickly. I went downstairs and saw just our screen room was filling up with smoke and I saw some fire starting in the back corner. So I just ran upstairs, I turned off all the breakers, grabbed the dog and got out of there. FDNY Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh said the three were pulled out quickly and rushed to the hospital. Fire officials said strong winds contributed to the heavy fire and efforts to extinguish the blaze. I'm Dave Collins. Just a week after a hospital stay, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman is at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center being treated for clinical depression. A senior aide says the senator voluntarily checked himself in this week after experiencing severe depression over the past few weeks, something he's experienced off and on throughout his life. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. 
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Back with you live. We're talking about this article from this clown. The guy's name is Isaac, go whatever. Nut job is what I call the guy. Arizona based sheriff's group promotes members with ties to white nationalism. Sam Bushman's promoted to CEO. They're literally attacking me to try to get it Mac and to get him to back down and wimp out or try to get it all the board members and have them go, oh, my gosh, I can't be with Sam Bushman, this white supremacist, because I happen to be friends with James Edwards. So I've got guilt by association. But, see, they lied and said James Edwards was a leader and a member of the KKK. The court proved it was false, but they were allowed to lie anyway. Welcome, James Edwards. Well, thank you, Sam. You're such a stand-up guy, and I appreciate uh, you asking me. I would have never solicited this interview but uh, uh, for this topic, but it's it's happened so many times before. It's old hands, and when you called and asked me on today, uh, it, was, it was almost expected. But I really appreciate it, and I've read the article, and I'm ready to uh, let loose on it. Yeah, James is so polite. He's like, Sam, I don't know that you want to you know, bring me on and add fuel to this fire. Look, folks, if you are white, you are a racist. Don't you understand critical race theory? Okay, and if you're white and you do anything to protect the country, anything to promote the proper role of law enforcement, the proper role of government, constitutional uh, expectations, you are the enemy and you are a white supremacist. Okay, that's, that's all there is to it. So anytime they can find any friendships where somebody may defend the white race, protect the white race, stand for and advance the white race. I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you're white, by the way. Uh, every other race does it. But nevertheless, they want to use that as the lightning rod. We need to fire back 10 times harder, James. We don't need to run. We don't need to apologize. We don't need to cuck. We need to tell them how it really is. <laughs> right? Well, you know, that's been the motto of my program uh, now uh Fast approaching its 20th year on the air, more than half of that spent here with you at Liberty News Radio Network. So if anybody knows me and my family and my heart, it's you. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned critical race theory. I mean, people ask, well, what is that? I mean, what does that mean? Well, it's pretty uh, simple. Critical theory uh, is born from a Marxist communist ideology. And basically the theory is to criticize relentlessly uh, your enemies. And there was a time when the communists didn't have the upper hand in this country that they railed against someone like Senator McCarthy, who they said were using links and ties to uh, corral everyone into this communist plot. The thing was, there was some smoke to that fire. With this one, I'm not sure there's quite as much. But what's interesting is that the communists who are now in control of our media, people with that mindset, have taken what they said they hated about McCarthy and turned it into an unimaginable exaggeration. Everything they ever claimed he did, they have done a hundred times over. And so this links and ties uh, with white nationalism. Uh, they want to cast aspersions and, and scare folks by using these scare words. And that's all that they are. Scare words in an attempt to discredit people uh, whom, whom they oppose. And... You have seen it so many times now. I, I think that, that, that it used to have a little more potency, but they've used it so much that it's lost a little bit of its sting. People have become numb to it, especially since the age of Donald Trump. Every single day, Trump was smeared as being a racist, a Nazi, a white supremacist. Even now, Ron DeSantis, who uh, is, I guess, you know, the second 
in line to become the Republican nominee. Now you're starting to see more and more articles about him being a racist and a white supremacist and even a fascist, I heard him called, uh, just this week. I wrote a book about all of this, as you know, Sam, back in 2010. I saw all of this coming a long, long time ago, uh, before everybody knew that basically when the media calls you a white nationalist or a racist, it's just a synonym. They're just saying that you're white. You're a white guy. That's what racist means. I wrote a book about that. In 2010. And they're, also, they're also saying, James, that they're out of real arguments and they're afraid to go hand-to-hand and debate it publicly because they'll lose every time. So they want to use these smears, these tactics, these dishonest Hegelian dialectic manipulations to box you into a corner and then have you just defend yourself on the false premise they know isn't even true in the first place. Well, that, that's the premise of my book, uh, Racism, Schmacism, how liberals use the R word. They want it to be, and for a long, long time it was, and still is to an extent, although I think people are really catching on now. They want to make you radioactive by libeling and slandering you with these terms because they want you... Sp- They either want people to distance themselves from you or they want you spinning your wheels trying to explain what you are and what you are not to the point where you lose focus on what the mission is. And now, basically, as I said, uh, racist is just another word for white person. Every white person is a racist. They even say that uh, whether you espouse any political ideology or not. If you're white, you're born a racist and you inherited this blood libel and so on and so forth. Now, uh, that's that's the background. This article specifically, though. That just came out a couple of days ago. Uh, It's really, to me, it was unremarkable over the course of my career and yours. uh, I have been featured in literally hundreds of articles like this. And James Edwards is a white nationalist. James Edwards is a white supremacist. This expert says uh, this, so uh, therefore, obviously, it's true. You mentioned earlier my libel suit. It's gotten so out of hand and out of control Uh, with the controlled lying press that in 2016, yes, uh, a reporter for the Detroit News, which is the daily newspaper that services the city of Detroit, Michigan, actually went so far as to say that I was the leader of the Ku Klux Klan, or a leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And, of course, that actually rises to to meet the textbook definition of what constitutes libel. They can call you a racist or white supremacist. That's freedom of speech. That's opinion. That's rhetorical. Yeah, and Donald promised he'd get to the bottom of those libel slander laws and do something about it, how unfair it was. But when James Case came up to be, oh, Donald was strangely silent. And as president, (laughs) he did nothing. Shame on you, Don. I'm going to talk about By the way, I have a new name for Donald Trump. Do you know what it is? No, what is it? Meathead. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's because what he's he, calling uh, the Sanders, no, isn't it? No, or he's calling no. him Meatball. Yeah, he's calling him Meatball. And the reason I'm calling him Meathead is because, you know what? Donald wants the president's chair, but Archie Bunker, all in the family, used to say, get out of my chair, Meathead. And so, you know, Donald, you lost in 2020. Uh, and the reason I'm mad at you about that loss is because you called election fraud correctly. But now you've wimped out and you're calling for the same election fraud tactics that got you kicked out in the first place, buddy. Shame on you, Meathead. You got to start to do something right for a change, and you can't just waffle all the time. It isn't about you getting elected; it's about the supreme law of the land and the country. So, meathead, stop it and get out of my chair. There you go. <laughs> well, you I certainly would nicknames. Let's just do it. I wouldn't have minded the assist because if there's one thing you don't want to be known as, it's the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. That's not good for your. Uh, uh, the safety of your whole family. So we did. Uh, we we saw that legally that rose to meet the threshold of what constitutes libel. We thought we had a good case, and uh, I took the case not to prove a point or to try to take a pound of flesh from people who with whom I disagree, but because I thought that I was literally damaged, and I was. 
Uh, and so we took that to case, and anyway, that went to court, and that, that uh, actually changed uh, court uh, case precedent in the state of Michigan. Uh, that lawsuit did. But um, so, yes, they and will really do quick, this. Though, I'm being damaged by it right now. Well, there you go. So, I mean, it's stuff like Isaac this. Reporter because it's all flat out lies. Whether they call you, they, they, the point is, they use all of these, these, these terms, these pejoratives, racist, white nationalist, white supremacist, even Ku Klux Klan leader, <laughs> uh, in an attempt to discredit you and to make people uh, not want to do business with you. Um, you know, interestingly, though, uh, as much as they claim to be the proponents of diversity, these people, uh, there is certainly no diversity of opinion in the media. When's the last time you read an article uh, saying something positive about Sam Bushman or James Edwards? And that's the thing I, I almost laughed out loud when I read in this article that uh, you, that you, Sam Bushman, had uh, thus far not faced any scrutiny. Uh, again, it just goes to show how informed this article is. As I said, it's, it's unremarkable in so much as it's the normal point and sputter that you get from the mouthpieces of the regime, which is what I call uh, these hack reporters. Uh, and it is unremarkable in that way. But to say that you're uh, unscrutinized is just n not a fact. I mean, I, I will just go back to the Trump campaign. <laughs> the Trump campaign of 2016 alone, Sam, as you know, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, appeared for an interview on this network. Uh, I, I was uh, on a participant Super in that Tuesday, interview. Isaac. Write it down, buddy. Y yeah, but if you go back to that, the uh, you and I. How and do I avoid this scrutiny network? when Donald Trump Jr. is on my program on Super Tuesday? Well, it wasn't just, just that. I mean, it wasn't just that. I mean, a lot of radio hosts have interviewed Donald Trump Jr. A lot of media personalities have interviewed members of the Trump family. I don't know if there's any talk radio host that received as much public scrutiny as you did and as I did and as this network did and as our programs did in 2016. I mean, literally from the week after Super Tuesday when Donald Trump Jr. appeared, all the way through the election, that was a talking point. That was a talking point by Hillary Clinton. Uh, the Donald Trump campaign had to come out a couple of times and issue statements on it. I think it was covered by everyone. And, and more than once, the New York Times, the Washington Post, multiple television networks. I mean, so I, that's just, and, and by the way, but folks, I, that's but just one incident. I had a parade incident. of Donald Trump surrogates on with me, too. How is that avoiding scrutiny? See that, but I'm just saying. I mean, if if you're talking about scrutiny in terms of you haven't been attacked, I don't know of anybody that's been attacked more, quite frankly. And that was just one incident. That was just one incident. That was just an incident stemming from interview, an interview, uh, in 2016. And they they spent. Uh, I think I did at least three. I think there was one day there was three articles about it in the Washington Post alone. So anyway, uh, but I, I I digress. It just goes to show that even the facts of this, there's opinions, and then there's facts, and even the facts are wrong here. But uh, And then they quote this expert. Now, who is this expert from the Southern Poverty Law Center? I don't know her. She's never talked to me. How is she an expert on who I am and what I believe? We've never met. Uh, and the one thing, she, they say that I'm a white nationalist. This is the white nationalist talk radio program. I have publicly pushed back on the term white nationalist. I don't like to use it because it's saying, it seems a little militant, like some sort of um, a militia type thing. Not that there's anything wrong with a militia, a regulated militia and so on and so forth. But I, I personally don't use the term uh, because the media uses it interchangeably with white supremacist. And that's just such a smear and such a slur that I, 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 don't, I don't use that. I am absolutely and unequivocally and unapologetically pro-white. 
I, I am proud of the way God made me. I stand up and defend and protect the honor of my family and my people, and I am proud of the accomplishments that, that our people have bestowed upon all of humanity that all peoples can enjoy. I'm not ashamed of being white. I don't buy into this narrative that the only thing whites have done is enslaved and colonized and raped and plundered. I, I don't buy into that. And if you don't buy into that, they will call you a white nationalist and a white supremacist. So, yes, I have views that I think are very much in line with that of our founding fathers and more contemporary people like Pat Buchanan, who I got my start with. But I certainly don't think they're anything to be ashamed of. And because of that, you can call me what you will. You can call me the man on the moon. You can call me anything but late for dinner. But I'm not going to back down or apologize if I believe that I'm right. So who is this expert uh, who is informing this article? See, this article got its headline of based upon uh, the uh, apparent uh, claim that this expert with the Southern Poverty Law Center says we're this, that, and the other. Now... Here is something that I think should be brought up. Just last week, Sam, did you know this? Did you know that just last week, no less than 20, how many states are in the union? 50. 20 of the state attorney generals co-signed a letter that they sent to Merrick Garland, the U.S. attorney general, and Christopher Wray, the FBI director. 20 state AGs signed this letter that was sent to Garland and Ray uh, that states that the Southern Poverty Law Center is an utterly discredited and unreliable source. I can remember when I first went on the air, if you had 20 conservative blogs that had the guts to go after what is truly, in my opinion, a hate group. They're very well funded. They've got hundreds of millions in the bank. Um, I'm not saying they're not a threat. They, they do and have caused damage to a lot of people. Uh, but they have, they were then and they still are today, discredited and unreliable. They are a very radical left-wing organization. And it is very encouraging to me, Sam, to see that, hey, we're being backed up by the big battalions now on this. I'm not saying that all of these attorney generals, and that's another thing that they play. If, if, if you've talked to me, if you've appeared on my program, if I'm friends with you, then therefore you must agree with everything I've ever said and done in my 42 years of life. And, of course, that, that standard does not apply to anyone else. You can have conversations and agree on some points and disagree on other points without having to break polite company but in any event 20 state attorney generals now they might not agree with me on some things that's fine but we agree on this and those states by the way if you're interested in knowing that sent this letter public letter co-signed to uh the fbi and the uh the uh, uh department of justice uh, that's uh, those are your state ags from alabama arkansas alaska georgia idaho indiana iowa kansas kentucky louisiana missouri montana nebraska ohio south carolina tennessee texas utah uh, so we're both represented there sam virginia and west virginia now i could go on and tell you that the founder of the sblc morris Dees, was forced to resign in disgrace from his own organization uh there had been alleged now by the way misconduct. let me just be clear about this I discussed this whole reality with Isaac. And they're still using on a phone this call. organization and he as he knows the this is bogus. He knows the Southern Poverty Law Center has been discredited. He doesn't care. He's going to use it anyway because they have billions of dollars in offshore bank accounts, and they can go ahead and attack us and run us out of money. We've got a secret trick up our sleeves, though, to where they won't win. 
But nevertheless, this is his dishonest attempt. He knows that 20 state attorney generals say that the SPLC has been completely and utterly discredited. Okay, they know that. I even told him a story about how we forced the Southern Poverty Law Center to retract. Yeah, they went to one of our events, snuck in. Then they came out saying we were espousing violence. We literally showed videos of the presentation and said there's no promotion of violence in those. You are liars straight from the pit of hell, and we will sue you if you don't stop. And they retracted, James. They retracted to Sam Bushman and uh, Richard Mack. And then in part of their retraction, I said, you guys need to let me speak to your whole organization and teach who we really are. And they chickened out. See, I'm a constitutional scholar, um, self said so, that I'm the, but let me teach your organization about the Constitution, and let's decide who is a constitutional scholar <laughs> See, and who that, is that, not. You know, it's interesting, Sam. It's interesting you brought that up. If you personally consider yourself to be a constitutional scholar, he put that in quotation marks as if, hey, you know, what a joke, constitutional scholar, yeah, right. But when the expert from the organization that now almost half the state attorney generals have declared to be utterly discredited, discredited calls you a white nationalist or me a white nationalist, it's a fact. It, that, there's no quotations in that. It didn't say this representative from the Southern Poverty Law Center called them a quote-unquote white nationalists. No, there's no quotations on that. It's listed as a fact. So here's the thing. 20 state AGs pushing back on uh, the credibility of these so-called experts. But not only that, that's almost half the country, right? The one thing that was accurate in this article, to my knowledge, is that uh, it was mentioned that of all of the sheriffs polled, the hundreds of sheriffs that we have in all of the counties across the country, I think it was, what, virtually one half? One half of all of the sheriffs, hundreds of sheriffs across the country, said that they aligned in, in, yeah, in some like ways. Yeah, that's like 1,500 sheriffs. See, sir. they aligned in some ways with the CSPOAs. So a uh, uh, statement of principles or, or beliefs or platforms. So half the AG said this, this organization isn't, you can't take them seriously. Why? And it was this expert opinion that sort of, the article was whole, you know, entirely built around, right? I mean, because the headline reads, ties with white nationalism. It was informed by this expert. All right, so that's one thing. And then, uh, but half the sheriffs are saying, you know what, I, I agree with uh, sort of what's going on here with the CSPOA. And then they attack further beyond me and you, Sam. Michael but, but Let's, and let's talk for one second, though. I want to know what constitutes yeah. a constitutional scholar. What do you have to do to be a scholar? Of say a doctor. Well, what do you have to do to be an expert to be able to cast right. uh, to, to be able to libel and slander Sam Bush? If I James teach Edwards. on the radio two hours a day, three hours a day, every single week, week in, week out, and I teach the principles of the separations of powers, I bring on PhDs, I bring on constitutional attorneys, I bring on elected officials, I teach the Constitution, and I've done so for more than twenty-five years. I've got more than twenty thousand hours on the radio. Now, let me ask you a question. What makes you a scholar in any world if you have that much work experience to point to? It's equivalent or more to a, a, a degree, right? I've been on the air for 25 plus years teaching these principles to millions of people around the world. How does that not constitute a constitutional scholar? I don't get it. What would I have to do to become a greater scholar in this realm? Well, that's the thing, Sam. That's the question. Were the founding qualifies... fathers constitutional scholars? <laughs> no, they only wrote it, but I, I don't know if you could consider them to be. But 
but what again though what constitutes this person who is who is casting aspersions on your work and on the work of this network and on our friendship and the friendship that we have with other good people what qualifies that person to be an expert that uh, has the weight that can carry the weight to to absolutely say that we are this or that and michael perutka let me say something uh other than sam bushman and i mean this seriously i'm not putting the shine on sam other than sam bushman I, I would I would say that a guy like Michael Perutka would be like the one A, the one B, you know, definitely top five of all the people I could think about in the country that I would yeah, and trust. And he is a constitutional attorney. Is he a constitutional scholar? And But they attack him because, like I am, he is the son of Confederate veterans. And because he has not backed down from that, he has followed. Why would he back down from that? Hold on. Why would he back down from that? Why would he uh, be... Um, willing to to jettison his historical roots why, well, why would I mean, he do I'm a not, thing look, like that i i, I i'm not gonna I, I think that that they were right i think constitutionally they were right i i, I obviously don't a- agree with it all the, the south was motivated by hatred of people and that's why they seceded i mean all of that's just that's that's new age bogus history none of that was was taught or believed by anybody on either side of the war only on in the last you know, couple, three decades, is that really sort of take root? As, because if you separate a people from their history and from their culture and from their faith, they're more easy to control, and that's what they want to do. And they try to do that by attacking you for uh, uh, adhering to the biblical commandment to honor your father and your mother. Why would Michael Perutka offer up his parents on the altar of political correctness to try to, what, make articles like this go away? It's not worth it to me. Richard Mack, stand-up guy all the way through and through. And I will tell you, Michael Peruka, Richard Mack, Sam Bushman, what they represent, what they stand for, is what's right for all Americans, white, black, you name it. And by the way, where did I get that? That line, what's right for all Americans, that was the title of Zola Foster's book, who became a very good friend of mine, black woman who ran as Pat Buchanan's vice presidential nominee, became a very good friend of mine as I worked on that campaign all the way back in 2000. She's gone on to her eternal reward. She's been a guest of my program or was a guest when she was alive. We stayed in touch all the way through. But, you know, that's never going to get mentioned. And I don't even like to bring it up because it looks like, oh, I'm trying to tap dance around. No. I mean, that is a fact. Yeah, you've got but a it is also a fact. I'm pro-white. Your friend, I, yeah, well, what, yeah, and I, I, don't, I, I seriously don't like that. Like, well, you get attacked for being a... a pro-white and well oh my i'm married to a black woman and all of my best friends are black you know people do this stuff and it's not sincere but i i, I try to deal with facts here she was a great lady and a great woman and a friend of mine but i am pro-white i interview people that um, that other people might not want to associate with if you prove your worth and yourself to me i don't care what liars in the press say about you i am not going to why can we have somebody who lies about science and promotes you know transgender absolute lies about scientific fact x and x y if you will um they're okay why is somebody who murders their baby they're fine but you talk to somebody that's white and believes that hey i want to advocate for my own race and my own heritage and my own history that's taboo (laughs) apparently there's nothing worse then being, Why can't uh, I interview anybody? I'm a reporter. I've been on the air for 26 years. Why can't I interview anybody on any topic that's interesting? Huh? Isn't that what yeah, constitutional right. scholars would do, backing the First Amendment? I think so. But- 
That's what I say. And like I said, they've claimed to be uh, in favor of diversity for in and for all things, except for, of course, the diversity of opinion. They don't want uh, competing ideas. There is no diversity of opinion throughout the media. Every media article that I have ever read about me or about Sam has read just like this one. I, I, mean, exa- I, I could almost write the next one already. I mean, they'll change a couple of uh, whatever the story is supposed to be about. This time it's CSPOA. They'll change a couple of details, and then the rest of it is just a copy and paste stuff that I have read about myself since 2004. Never made me back down before. It's not going to make me back down now. Uh, but you know, need to be thankful, folks, that you have leaders like Sam Bushman. A lot of people becoming a little more common now that they, they, they really just see the transparency of all of these attacks and they're, they're, they're not as afraid of it anymore. Still, a lot of people would cut ranks. You see people fired and dismissed every day if, if one of these articles come out. So they still do have some power. But thankfully, people like uh, Sam are, are helping to neuter uh, that power to some extent. We need leaders like that. And I, I love you, Sam. I love your family. I love spending time with you. Love uh, when you come and visit and when we go on vacation together. Uh, there's no man I, I got one last question. With. What race is Isaac? Because he says that I'm a white supremacist. The problem is I don't know what race he is, James, so I don't know if I should be kind or uh, mean to him. Yeah, and once I you look- tell me what race he is, then I can know how I should behave. You follow me? I, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I, I, I think I saw Whoa. a picture. He looked, he looked white. I saw a picture. He looked white. I will say this. They may hate us. I don't even hate I don't hate the people that do this to us. I hope that they can find God. I hope that they can find honesty. I hope that they live well and prosper. I don't want any anything untowards to happen to them. They, they do what they do, and we do what we do. Now, here's a question, though. I was nice to him at first until he got caught lying to me. He lied to me. Uh, when I was uh, discussing things with him, I was very nice. I spent like two hours with him uh, discussing everything on the phone. I was very nice. I explained our views and everything. And he told me he didn't have an article coming out, that he didn't know of any articles that were forthcoming, but he was just gathering information. And, and I talked to him, and I was ready. Literally two days later, an article came out. He flat out lied. Then he tried to bait and switch and do it again, and I caught him at it. I'm going to prove to you uh, if I'm a constitutional scholar or not, and I'm going to do it in seconds. I'm also going to prove to you how credible the Southern Poverty Law Center is. Remember the speech I gave to a couple of hundred-plus sheriffs? educating them on the Constitution. We're going to come back next hour and play that. Uh, And then we're going to go ahead and just drill into this a little bit more. James has to fly. Thank you so much, sir. We love you, brother. Thank you, Sam. Talk soon. Godspeed. And if you think I'm going to back awake as Isaac attacks me and James, you got another thing coming, people. It's all about God, family, and country, and they know it. God save the Republic. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Wow, there's so much to talk about, so little time. This is the broadcast for February the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property to promote God, family, and country, 
to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we call for restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We reject revolution. We call for obedience to the supreme law of the land. Okay? Uh, We call for peaceful restoration. We call for all children, our children of God. Let's be kind to one another and treat them that way. But if somebody's white, I would hope they're proud of their white race, their white heritage. If you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're, you know, whatever, I hope you're proud of your heritage too. And I hope you can all stand up for your heritage. That doesn't mean that you abuse or down anyone else's heritage. It just means you celebrate who you are, who God made you. We should all do that. But this thug, in my opinion, this dishonest liar straight from the pit of hell, his name is Stone Simonelli, whatever that is. Isaac Stone Simonelli. I don't know if his middle name is Stone or if that's another last name. Either way. But this guy's a clown, folks. I'm telling you right now. I don't mean to be rude. I don't like to call people names. But look, you cannot lie about me to this degree without having me at some point say, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to fire back. I believe in the clarion call for civility. I even created a website on it. Have you seen that, Isaac? Callforcivility.com, sir. But you know what? They lie about me. He lies when he says I've avoided scrutiny thus far. The Southern Poverty Law Center has called me the largest hate group in the state of Utah for decades. That's how I avoid scrutiny, Isaac. They literally said my organization, Liberty News Radio, is the largest hate group in the state of Utah. Well, I don't know if you know, but Liberty News Radio is only me. I've got a couple of people that work for me part-time, but I'm the only principal. I'm the only owner, and therefore they didn't do their research because it's one person, and I happen to singularly be the largest hate group in the state of Utah, all by my lonesome. But when over the past 26 years, ladies and gentlemen, have you heard me preach hate? I teach that we ought to love the Lord our God with all our heart, heart, might, mind, and strength. Yeah, I'm also a religious scholar, Isaac. You can say self-proclaimed. You can lie and say whatever you want. But I am a religious and a constitutional scholar. Now, let me lay this out. I teach, love the Lord thy God, love thy neighbor as thyself. I teach, do not steal, do not kill. Thou shalt not do those things. Keep the Sabbath day holy. I pattern my comments after Christ when it comes to religion. That's right, Jesus Christ. And I pattern my comments after the founding fathers and those who are willing to carry forward their legacy today. But anyway... I digress, except for the Southern Poverty Law Center has lied about me forever. Yeah, you want me to prove it to you then? Sam Bushman, myself, gave a speech some years ago. I'm going to have to look at the actual date. Sheriffs will be backed by Americans is the title of the talk. And I stood up as a constitutional scholar. I think it was 2014 maybe or 2012. 2013 when I gave this talk. I'm going to have to look it up. But no matter what, it was 9, 10, 11 years ago. So it literally a third into my um, my career was going for, you know, 15 years before that, right? Halfway through my career, 
I was in Las Vegas, and I spoke to about 200-plus law enforcement officers. And here is what I had to say. Pause real quick. Think about that crowd. There's well over 200 people in that room. I'm at the podium speaking. I'm a constitutional scholar. And here's what I have to educate 200-plus law enforcement, public officials, etc., cetera, uh, in this Vegas event a decade ago. Go ahead. I just have a question for all of you. Uh, speaking of the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, and I just want to give you sheriffs a little bit of the accuracy of their information, okay? They don't do their research, and I'm here to prove it. Do all of you feel threatened by me? All right, now uh, just so They literally laugh because I'm a blind person. They can tell that. I'm standing at the podium. I'm not very big. I'm 5'5 five, five tall. I'm a little guy. I was a wrestler, so I'm decently a tough guy. But you know what? Not to a bunch of sheriffs in the room. Come on. I'm singularly no threat at all. So they laugh. They get my joke. They get the irony of it all, right? Go ahead. You know, the Southern Poverty Law Center has in their documentation on their website. If you go to the state of Utah and you look up Liberty News Radio, it's a little company that I own. It's a company called Sam Bushman Incorporated. It's just me. <laughs> uh, and it's called, it's called Liberty News Radio. It's a DBA. They say we're one, of the, we're one of the biggest hate groups in the state of Utah. So as you hear me speak today, you'll just hear the hate seethe from who I am. No, you'll get to know who we really are and make a, a judgment for yourselves of what we really stand for. And I'm now, am I trying to indoctrinate sheriffs, manipulate what they believe, somehow dishonestly lead them to an extremist doctrinal or extremist point of view? Right? Am I doing that? I stand up and say, look, they say I'm crazy and I'm a hate monger and I'm a, an evil threat. And do you guys see that? And they laugh at me and say no. And then I say, I want you guys to be able to learn what I have to say and make up your own mind as to who I am and who we are. I offer the same challenge to you, Isaac Stone. I ask you the same. Make up your mind. But if you disagree with me at the end, don't attack me as somebody who promotes hate because it's a lie. Don't attack me for somebody that's never been under scrutiny because that's a lie. Don't pretend that I'm a racist because that's a lie and you know it. I don't even know what race anybody in the room is. You got it? Good. And I don't care. We're all God's children. Let's behave like it for crying out loud. So stop attacking me, um, Isaac. Just stop your relentless, dishonest, immoral attacks. All right, but I continue to these sheriffs. Honored they for make the up their own minds. Go ahead. Opportunity to stand before you and share my love of liberty with you and to thank you for your service. Thank you for your diligence. Thank you for your willingness to learn, to understand who you are and what role you play in history. Isn't it about time? Now, normally I give speeches and have slide presentations and everything. I, I give a speech that's available widely on the internet called He Who Owns the Media Makes the Rules. So if you want to look that up, uh, I've heard from this uh, pulpit earlier this morning that, you know what, the media is not your friend and truly the mainstream press is not your friend. 
but you can take a page out of the Ron Paul playbook, quote one of their own when you make a statement, and then all they do is barbecue themselves. Uh, but anyway, if you want to see that speech, it is available on the internet. Um, he who owns the media makes the rules is where you can hear about it. Uh, and it lets us really understand who's who in the media and what we need to do to make sure that the truth uh, is known. Now, I want to start out and say I don't have a slideshow this time on purpose. Any of you ever heard the, the country song, Paint Me a Birmingham? You ever heard of that? All right, Paint Me a Birmingham. So the guy's up there painting, and the country singer walks up, and he says, Can you paint me a Birmingham? And the guy says, Sir, for $20, I can paint you anything. He says, fine, put her there in the front porch swing in a cotton dress, make it early spring. The song goes on and he says, sir, where do you want to be in this painting? So I want you to close your eyes and throw back to the golden age of radio for a second and listen to what I have to say. And see if we, see if we can't paint ourselves a Birmingham of America. Let's talk about a couple of examples from history that might spark your love of liberty. And then let's see if we can. So I'm trying to spark your love of liberty. I'm trying to use this example of a country song to a bunch of sheriffs that would understand. And I'm basically wanting to encourage you to have love for your country. <clears throat> I'm wanting you to think for yourselves. I'm wanting you to consider where you sit in the history of your country. And then I praise you, government law enforcement officials, for your role there, and thank you for your role. How hate-filled have I got so far? Isaac, pay attention. Go ahead. And write the fourth chapter by ourselves, shall we? Go back to the 1770s. The ragtab band against the British crown. The fight is on, the stakes are high, and the Americans are in trouble. They're in real trouble. They're a ragtag band of half-starved men, thin as a rail, but strong as nails. And you know what? They have their backs against the river. And the British are partying and looking for women and getting drunk and having a fantastic time. And the half-starved men are eating bug-infested gruel and hardtack for dinner. And what happens is the Americans have their backs against the river. And the British say, let's party tonight and annihilate them in the morning. George Washington Pause. gets on his knee. Hey, how accurate is that, Isaac, you constitutional scholar, you founding father-esque educator, my friend? How off, how far off am I right now? George Washington gets on his knees, I say. Now we're turning to God. Go ahead and continue. He's and he prays and he says, Father, what do I do? And it comes to him and he says, you know what? Centuries get me John Glover. John Glover of the Marblehead Regiment. Do you know who they are? Do you know who he is? Do you know their role in history? They were tough. How many of you constitutional scholars know who General John Glover is? One of the most important heroes in American history in the preparation for the certification of the Constitution, the ratification of the supreme law of our land. How many of you constitutional scholars know that story? Do you, Isaac? I don't think you do, buddy. That's why you're coming to me to get the information that the government schools failed to tell you. Go ahead. They had dealt with the weather and the seas their whole lives. They were fishermen and they put their lives in the hands of nature over and over and over again, prayed to God for success and did their best and let the Almighty take care of the rest. 
Well, they did so night after night after night. It was cold, bone chilling. Ice chunks in the river so big they slam you, your boat sinks. It's freezing cold. They're hungry. They're starved. But you know what? They're out there on that night to protect life, liberty, and property. They're out there on that night to protect their wives and their children. They've got a cause, a cause that is just. So the Marblehead Regiment, in the middle of the night, while the British and the Hessians were partying, crossed the river, gained freedom to fight another day. They did this time after time after time, saving the Americans from complete annihilation. They're the Marblehead Regiment. They'll go down in history. They were not only known for their retreats, saving America over and over and over and over, but they had a couple of offenses. We're in the middle of the night. Again, the British were partying. It's party time for those boys, but not for us. And they went on the offensive, dodging those huge blocks of ice that would sink a boat in a second. Freezing cold, frostbite limbs, but dedicated in their hearts and in their minds to a cause. The cause is freedom. And they went on the offensive and they won some key battles for America. If you don't believe me, go study John Glover and the Marblehead Regiment. That's just one example. Isn't it about time, George Washington said, that we won a few? That we put the uh, British in trouble? All right, we're losing in the North. It's trouble. We're getting spanked all across the country, if you will. All across the colonies, I should say. So they say, let's take the battle down south. And they did. Guess who was enlisted in that fight? He was a cripple. His name was Francis Marion. He was known as the Swamp You familiar with the Swamp Fox, Mike? Historical scholars, constitutional educators, you know who the Swamp Fox was? He was a crippled guy. Yeah, but he was brilliant and he was tougher than nails. He reminds me of myself a little bit. Not that I put myself up on the same level as the founders, but, you know, I'm a blind person doing the best I can for liberty, and I've got my faults and my troubles and my health problems, and <laughs> so does our buddy the Swamp Fox, right? But we both do our part the best we can. Am I trying to paint me as a hero? No. I'm trying to get across that guys like General John Glover, General George Washington, uh, Francis Mary and the Swamp Fox, they did their part, and we can do our part is the point. And the sheriffs can do their part is the real take-home message. It continues. Fox, ladies and gentlemen. And the Swamp Fox led a ragtag band of freedom fighters in the south, across the swamps and through the valleys. And they had a strange type of warfare, a guerrilla warfare, that you know what? The British didn't know what to do with. They simply didn't know how to cope with a ragtag band led by a cripple named Francis Marion. He was so good at what he did, they nicknamed him the Swamp Fox. And the Swamp Fox gave the British a run for their money, and the British started to think, wait a minute, <laughs> we might not be able to win this thing so easily. I fast forward. The time is World War II. America's live and well and in trouble again, you might say. The Japanese and the Germans broke our communications over and over and over. What are we going to do? Japanese fought on the American side. Tragic story. We put many of them in internment camps. That's a chapter we don't want to relive. But I digress. What was our answer to the communications problem? You ever heard of the Navajo code talkers? Oh, yeah, they had a language that they used to make fun of because it wasn't written and say it was a language for savages. 
Ah, oh, but good, honest Americans knew better. We used their language to save America once again in the Navajo Code Talker language. The Navajo language could not be broken. Again, America comes to the rescue. From the individuals like the swamp fox, a cripple, to the seagoing men who were fishermen, who stood for liberty and saved America, went on the offensive and gave George Washington a chance, to the code talkers, to you, my fellow sheriffs. Isn't it about time for a sheriff, the top official in his jurisdiction, to set the record straight of the proper separation of powers? To say, yeah, federal government, you do have appropriate power. You have very distinguished, distinct, enumerated powers defined by the supreme law of the land. And absolutely, we back you in your enumerated responsibilities without question. However, pause. So I'm saying the general government, we back you, we support you. We believe in you with the delegated authority you've been given constitutionally. Within your lane, we back you a thousand percent. How is that anti-government, Isaac? Answer is it's not, and you lie. We shall continue. The founding fathers were wise and inspired by the almighty, and there was checks and balances in that system. And I submit to you that you sheriffs are the check and balance we're looking for. You're the hope of the future. You will be backed by Americans. Members of the media such as myself on Liberty Roundtable and other places will do the talking. We will tell the tale of liberty and we will enlist our fellow Americans to peacefully stand behind you as you use the law of the land and the checks and balances designed by an all wise father in heaven and by good honest men who fought for liberty in their day to help us fight for liberty in our day. It is my prayer that you will get on your knees and find your position, that you will have a gut check and a heart check and a mind check and say, you know what? This isn't radical. Maybe strange. It was always strange, even for the Americans, even for the ragtag band in the 1700s. It's been strange forever to fight for liberty. We're a nation of one of a kind. We're a nation with an experiment, said the Founding Fathers, that had never been tried before. We're not a nation under government. We're a nation under God. With checks and balances, we will have the most unique form of government ever devised by man inspired by God on the earth, promoting the most amount of liberty to the most amount of people ever. And the history shows the experiment successful. Sheriffs, will you paint me a Birmingham? Americans, will you help me paint a Birmingham? We'll be at home with our families, worshiping our God as our Father in heaven intended. We'll be protecting liberties as our forefathers gave their lives and blood for. And just like Taco Bell, they say, think outside the bun. We can do it by thinking outside the gun. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling sheriffs to think outside the gun. I'm telling sheriffs to think for themselves. I'm telling sheriffs that we back them when they do what they're supposed to constitutionally. I'm giving you historical relevance of the Founding Fathers, what they stood for and why. I'm bringing us back to stories of heroism and solutions in their day and applying them to our day in meaningful ways using country music as my comparative. Now, let me ask you, is that amateur? Is that a speech delivered by an amateur, would you say? Is that just kind of a redneck, ignorant, don't know what I'm talking about speech? Is that a white supremacist kind of a speech? Is that trying to get sheriffs to believe false information? So this Isaac Wacko says I'm a white supremacist tied person. 
And then they say that I promote other programming that promotes God, family, and country. After they attack me relentlessly in this article, they attack Richard Mack. They say that he officially stepped back from managing the group's day-to-day operations to take a position with America's frontline doctors, a controversial anti-vaxxer organization. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. This is a bunch of physicians. It's not a wild-eyed, crazy group. They don't believe in the vaccinations because they're physicians and they've done research. They just don't go along with the mainstream narrative. Experts, they say, wow, again, as James Edwards wisely pointed out, who are these so-called experts? How are they more scholarly and more of an expert than I? If you hear me speak, you decide yourself if I'm an amateur speaker or a professional. You decide with the information that I tell you on the radio and in my public speeches if I'm a constitutional scholar or not. You think what you want. I don't give a rip. But what I don't want is some ignorant Joe Blow that doesn't understand the Constitution to pretend that I'm not an educator in the Constitution with incredible credentials. Experts, they say, suspect Mac is in his new role to show up further support for the CSPOA. (laughs) Wow. You got to go to experts to suspect? Richard wants to promote all patriot groups. Of course he wants to build up the organization he founded, the CSPOA. Why wouldn't he? Of course he wants to support and build frontline doctors who are standing up against the lies of your government regarding COVID. Why wouldn't he? So don't go to some expert and suspect. I'll tell you straight out that's what we're doing and why. They stay still while maintaining control as president of its new advisory board and continuing to speak at CSPOA trainings. Again, now you lie, Isaac. He is not president of the board. He's chairman of the board. And uh, he's not staying as chairman. He's a chairman while he serves his stint. And as you should know, like all other boards, somebody else will be the chairman by and by, right? Come on now. They say domestic extremism that our trainings are designed with such disinformation, misinformation to radicalize attendees. Now, I want you to think about the speech I gave in front of those a couple of hundred sheriffs over a decade ago. Was I trying to um, literally paint these people to believe in propaganda? Was I giving misinformation designed to radicalize with misinformation of attendees, that any relationships between officers and white supremacists or far-right militant groups, what far-right militant group did I promote? What extremist view did I promote? What misinformation did I articulate? They say that my goal in our training undermines trust in law enforcement. Did that speech undermine trust in law enforcement, ladies and gentlemen? I go back a decade and grab something and give it to you and say, hey, what have I been teaching differently? Anything? Wow. Let's take a quick pause. Come back. I got a whole lot more where this came from, baby. This dishonest thug, Isaac, has got me fired up. Shame on him. I'd sue him, but you know the courts won't give me a chance in hell to make any progress. So I'm just going to stand up in the media and tell the truth. How's that? 
Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. Vice President Kamala Harris is accusing Russia of committing war crimes in Ukraine. She told the Munich Security Conference that the U.S. has examined the evidence, and there's no doubt these are crimes against humanity. Think of the images of Busha. Civilians shot in cold blood. Their bodies left in the street. She says the world has seen Russian forces engage in, quote, horrendous atrocities, including acts of murder, torture, and rape. The vice president vowed the Kremlin will be held accountable for its actions. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine says testing of the air and water in East Palestine shows no signs of contaminants nearly two weeks after the train derailment that sparked a massive fire and evacuated people from their homes. Federal resources have been deployed to help with testing. The hunt for debris from those objects shot down over North American skies is officially over. Navy crews have finished clearing remnants of a Chinese surveillance balloon that went down off the Carolina coast. That's all gone to an FBI lab in Quantico for analysis. And now Northern Command reports its ending attempts to find what's left of two other objects, despite having no success in locating debris in Alaska and Lake Huron. Earlier, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby noted that without recovering the debris, it would be highly unlikely that authorities would be able to determine what the objects actually were. I'm Karen Sloan. SpaceX celebrating two successful launches within nine hours. And liftoff of Falcon 9 and Inmarsat. Go Falcon, go Inmarsat. A Falcon 9 rocket launched a satellite into space last night from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It carried a satellite for a British communications company. Earlier on Friday, SpaceX launched another payload carrying more than 50 Starlink satellites into orbit from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. So this thug Isaac says that we're undermining sheriffs in his article. You've heard my speech that I gave a decade ago. You determine if I'm a constitutional scholar. You determine if my speech was amateurish or if it was a professional delivered speech or professionally delivered speech to a couple of hundred sheriffs. The sheriffs seemed to like it. It was incredible clapping at the end. 
I even had a few claps. There was a standing ovation uh, at the end. So I don't know what to tell you, but they thought it was decent. So I'm a so-called scholar, huh? All right, but let me just set the record straight to this Isaac thug again. Isaac, you say we push back on vaccines and, and masks and tell sheriffs not to back mandates. That's right. Mandates aren't law, sir. It's called pretend legislation in the Declaration of Independence. Uh, there's no authority to mandate anything. Okay? There's checks and balances in America. We have three branches of government for that very constitutional reason. Well, now, after we warned against vaccines and your government told you vaccines were perfect, even Donald Trump said that. Well, now you get this headline. Florida Surgeon General issues health alert on mRNA COVID-19 vaccine safety. So now they're questioning if they're safe. Isn't that what I said from the beginning? Let's talk about who does their research and who's a scholar, shall we? Anyway, I'm a newsmaker too, Isaac. And I'm making news that you're a dishonest thug. That's an opinion to which I'm entitled, sir. But then they say the erosion of that trust that we at the CSPOA are creating in law enforcement compounds policing issues overall, making officers less effective at providing public safety. Wow. So, Isaac, here's a question for you. What makes police officers less effective and less safe? Is it guys like me that love them and support them and talk to them and educate them and work with them and say we've got, you know, sheriffs will be backed by Americans, back them, that kind of idea? Or this idea like the Democrats and the insurrectionists and the revolutionaries that are calling to defund all the cops. Who's eroding more trust, the defunders or the CSPOA slash Sam Bushman? Shame on you for the dishonest assertion, sir. Making officers less effective at providing safety. Now listen, said former FBI special agent Michael German. So you want to go to the FBI for credibility, Isaac? Good luck with that. Are they the ones uh, in the Nevada trial for Ammon Bundy that where the government said they were withholding exculpatory evidence and they had to throw the case out because of the criminal acts of the government, not Ammon Bundy? Are we talking about that FBI, Isaac? They say he is now a fellow with the Center for Justice's Liberty and National Security Program, whoever that is, as if they have credibility. They then say white supremacy in the United States through its history has been enforced by people with badges. So people with badges today have to understand and accept that history to realize how they are perceived, this FBI agent German says. So I got a question. Is telling everyone that we're all God's children and we should behave like it? Is teaching everyone that we're, we all have different races and different historical relevance, but we ought to all celebrate our own and one another's? Is that the racism? Is that the hatred? Is that division we're talking about? How about telling law enforcement officers most things can be solved by thinking outside the gun? Would that help de-escalate or escalate in your mind, people? They say that a recent nationwide survey conducted by the Marshall Project and political scientists at all these universities, they say, hey, most or half of the sheriffs believe that their authority supersedes the state and or the federal government. 
Now, understand that it's within their county that the sheriffs believe that. Not because they can just tell everybody to fly a kite, but in the county there's checks and balances too. I say the district attorney and the legislative body in the county um, have equal authority to the sheriff in different realm, different delegated responsibilities, but the general government doesn't have authority within a county. More of the states, more than half of the state's 15 county sheriffs in Arizona agree with the CSPOA. More than half of the sheriffs surveyed agree with us. Now then they go on and try to derail us again and say we are denied approval for our training in Arizona. But now the laws have been changed. Now they say more than 20% of the state's sheriffs have attended our trainings according to a Dallas investigation. Well, this Isaac guy keeps coming to me trying to get more and more information of how, how, uh, what we are, our size, our scope, our mojo. In Illinois, they say about 80% of the state's sheriffs have spoken out against the state's assault weapons ban, most citing their constitutional duty to not enforce a law that they say violates their citizens' Second Amendment rights. So let me get this straight. Half the sheriffs in America agree with me, and half don't. So Isaac says that I'm not a constitutional scholar. But the things that I teach, half the sheriffs already agree with me. So how do you, Isaac, you can disagree with me, sir, but you can't say that I'm totally wrong. Half the sheriffs agree with me. Now, this research analyst, this whacked out Rachel girl, makes this statement that's just psychotic, and I'm going to share it with you. She says this, people become law enforcement officers and their spare, very specific duty is to enforce the laws, not to make laws, not to litigate laws, not to determine what they think the law is, what a real legitimate law is, versus an illegitimate law that has already been determined under the Constitution, said Rachel Boltwasser a research analyst for the poverty, Southern Poverty Law Center. All right, now, I want to take that statement on from this clown. Hey, man, when you swear an oath to the Constitution and you are a law enforcement officer, you must determine what laws are laws and what are not. When you are left with a mandate from a governor to force masks, but the supreme law of the land says the governor has no authority to mandate masks or to make law. The governors can't make laws. The president can't make laws either. But a sheriff has to decide, let's take Governor Whacked Out Pritzker in Illinois to make the point. The supreme law says that we have the right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. You got it? The supreme law. Now, the governor, who's sworn oath to that supreme law, has violated his oath, and betrayed the supreme law and the legislative body and the governor have signed a law that conflicts with the supreme law so now you've got two laws i say one's supreme and the other's pretend legislation that's what the constitution and the declaration of independence articulate but they want you to believe that somehow the governor is god the governor made a law that conflicted with the supreme law so the supreme law is gone and sheriffs have no business deciding which law they're going to obey. See, that's a lie. 
Sheriffs must decide. Do they swear an oath to Pritzker? No. Do they swear an oath to the Constitution? Yes. Do they swear an oath to the state Constitution? Yes. In the state Constitution, does it say the governor has authority to take away guns? No. Okay, how am I wrong on this? How am I in a legal quagmire or questionable state? How come 90 out of 102 sheriffs agree with me, Isaac? Why? Because I'm constitutionally a scholar and I'm right. That's why. They say the fact that there seems to be an increase in these law enforcement officers that say that they're not going to perform their own duties, that's a problem. Now, that's a lie. They never said they wouldn't perform their duties. They said they would not obey unconstitutional guidelines. Oh, by the way, Richard Mack said that. Bill Clinton threatened Sheriff Mack with arrest, just like Pritzker did. Pritzker said he'd fire the sheriffs. Uh, Bill Clinton said he'd arrest Sheriff Mack. Well, they went all to the Supreme Court, and Sheriff Mack never got arrested, and Sheriff Mack won. Now the battle's on between Pritzker and 90-plus sheriffs who agree with me, who agree with the CSPOA, and most importantly, who agree with the founding fathers. They say since the CSPOA was founded in 2011, Mac has faced criticism for sharing the stage with known anti-Semites, white supremacists, and militia members. Wow, he has been consistent in denying and denied embracing or promoting their ideologies so far as he includes an example in his lectures. Let's skip the break. I don't have time for a break right now. That depict a scenario in which a fictional constitutional sheriff would stand up for Rosa Parks. That's right. So I don't get it. (laughs) We also had a completely black sheriff, the sheriff of the year, one year. But I don't get what they're saying. Richard Mack uses an example of Rosa Parks. We can use real sheriffs to make the point, which we do as well in modern times. But they say the promotion of Bushman as CEO and adding advisory board members such as Barry County Sheriff Darleaf from Michigan, a, quote, outspoken election denier with known affiliations with other anti-government-affiliated groups and a self-proclaimed attorney, Michael Perutka. Now, how is he a self-proclaimed constitutional attorney they said i was self-proclaimed constitutional scholar how is he a self-proclaimed constitutional attorney you can go look up that he's an attorney wow he trains on the constitution and has been doing so for decades theamericanview.com is his website where you can check out his trainings and evaluate them for yourself but then they say he also has ties to a neo-confederate organization those ties are telling Bushman's Liberty News Radio actively promotes white nationalism by syndicating the political cesspool. That's according to those experts, they always quote, who claim it's a megaphone to the white supremacist movement. It's a who's who in the white supremacist movements. 
Wow. Really? Then how come all the white supremacists that are getting busted and arrested and all these different things, the white supremacists that was Kanye West and everybody else, I don't even know. Additionally, Bushman's personal show, Liberty Roundtable, has provided a platform to a range of anti-government figures, including Oath Keeper founder Stuart Rhodes having him on his program the night before the insurrection. Then they say who has been arrested for sedition and all this stuff. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I wrote in a response that I invite a various group of people to speak on my show because of my belief in the First Amendment. They say that I did not respond, this is where they lie, to characterizations about my show speaking negatively of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, or the political cesspool program. Then they say rural sheriff Darleaf Appointed to the new advisory board, they say, was part of the sheriff's investigating election fraud. Okay? Leaf's new status with the CSPOA also creates a link to the National Liberty Alliance. That's a group that has been labeled by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, I don't agree with that group. I've learned about them but I've never been affiliated with them. The most important name on the advisory board is Perutka. Wow, I don't know. I didn't know that we had a most important person on the board. That's according to Devin Burkhart, president and executive director of the For Research and Education on Human Rights. That's an organization that tracks far-right movements. So that's the most important person on the board there is Michael Perutka. Burkhart explains that the president or the presence, wow, the presence of Perutka on the board was a clear demonstration of the organization no longer trying to hide their far-right connections, but actually trying to institutionalize them. Perutka, a stable at major CSPOA events, was the Republican nominee for attorney general of Maryland in 22, who was previously a member of League of the South. We will be working on implementing more and more of Michael's trainings and the in-person trainings, Bushman said, on a January broadcast of my show with Peruka as the guest. During the show, Peruka showed his vision of a situation in which the training that he and CSPOA provide the sheriffs that could be adapted by those agencies to broadly train citizens and county leaders. Subscribers make this story possible. Please fund us, begs Isaac. Then they have a list of names that they want to attack. Shame on you, Isaac. I spent a lot of time working with you. But look, then Isaac reached out to me and asking for more information. Okay. And he's written previous articles about us, okay? And he just lies, lies, lies. And he basically reaches out, and he says, Sam, I would love to work with you. 
I would love to have you uh, talk with me more. Hi, Sam. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding because I ripped him apart for slaughtering us in an article. But he says, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding from our last conversation. The call we were on was not for a specific article at the time. Rather, it was a better attempt to genuinely understand the structural changes at the CSPOA. We take impartiality seriously in our newsroom. The story that followed our conversation, and then he goes on, was not intended to be. I'm disappointed that you don't think our coverage is fair. Can you elaborate more on that? I wrote back and said it's time for you to find topics, other topics, my friend. Last time we spoke, you lied to me. You said you didn't have an article coming out, and it literally came out two days later. Okay, so he literally then now tries to claim he wasn't interviewing me for the article that was coming out. And he told me there wasn't an article coming out, but one came out two days later. And he lied and he got caught lying. And now he's trying to say, oh, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. My interview with you didn't relate to the article, even though the article was about you and your group. But it wasn't related. See. So then I write back and I say this, and this is a previous article. So I, I am highlighting today the article that he, that he just attacked us with. But he wrote a previous article that I'm emailing him back on. And I say this, Isaac, your article, Rule Change Opens New Path for Constitutional Sheriff's Group to Train Arizona Law Enforcement by Isaac Stone Simonelli. You say, please provide any feedback by the end of work on Tuesday for the piece. But then you say there's no piece coming out. The start of your hit piece, Isaac, is completely misleading and absolutely dishonest. Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association founder Richard Mack, who provides Constitutional Sheriff training, speaks and points in front of an Oath Keeper's sign. I say this. You use this as if it's current. You know full well Richard was on the board of the Oath Keepers at first but left years ago because he disagreed with the direction of the Oath Keepers. So that's not fair or correct to add that in your takeout piece. It's not fair, and you know it, sir. Then, Isaac, you say this, but a seemingly innocuous, or innocuous curriculum objective obscured the anti-government views of the so-called Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Group which they have extreme wrong views. I say, wow, you claim I, Sam Butchman, CEO of the CSPOA, have an innocuous curriculum that deceives people? You know, I, and that's anti-government, you know that I'm not anti-government in any way, and neither is our founder, Richard Mack. Richard Mack worked for government for 20-plus years. He went to the government Supreme Court to win. We are using the proper role of government. The supreme law of the land as our playbook, and you say anti-government? That could not be more dishonest if you tried. We can politely agree to disagree on these things if you choose, if you think differently, but you will not even allow that in your writings. You have to go with these labels of hate. Check out these wordsmith terms that you use in your first segment, I say. It's all fabricated publications, seemingly, seemingly innocuous. An ideology based on false legal theories. Well, how did the false legal theories let us win in the Supreme Court then, sir? Let me say that again. How did false legal theories end up winning us 
a Supreme Court victory, sir. Anti-democratic. How am I anti-democratic? Domestic extremism. Wow, I didn't know agreeing with the Founding Fathers was domestic extremism. Did you? You then furthermore say, Isaac, lower the barrier for extremist organizations to access law enforcement personnel. Isaac, I spent a long time, sir, trying to help you understand our true views. While we are unfairly and dishonestly attacked, I further explained my efforts and my personal views to you as a constitutional scholar. I talked about Sheriff Max win at the Supreme Court and all you can say is the above. So see, that's where he says I'm a self, you know, stated or self-promoted constitutional scholar. Please explain why I should give you more time, I ask. Nothing I can say to you will touch your heart or mind about the work we do. You have a hate-filled, misrepresentative point of view. And I simply failed in my efforts to help you become more fair and objective in your reporting. I am disappointed that they would let you print this disinfo in your articles since it's the opposite of a true fact check. While I was talking to you, you specifically stated that you didn't have any articles coming out. However, your article came out two days later. Last point, sir. I have all kinds of people on the radio because I believe in the First Amendment. Now listen, he then says I didn't respond to him about the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender stuff or the stuff about white supremacy. But he lies to you. And let me tell you how I responded to that. You ready? I then said, Isaac, I invite you to come on the radio with me and discuss these questions that you have written below. And what's happening, we'll do so transparently and in public. But I know you will not do it, Isaac, because that way you don't have complete control of the false narrative you try to paint. I will be covering this on the radio with or without you. Think about that. I didn't not respond. He says I didn't respond to those answers. He lied to you. I responded but said, let's take this conversation public. Let's do it on the radio where the people can judge for themselves. See, if you think I want to paint a a manipulated narrative, let's have me and Isaac get on the radio. I'll skip all the breaks. I'll pay for it if he can't afford it. I will go ahead and have him on the radio, and we can talk about any question he wants to ask me. How do I feel about the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer movement? I think it is against the laws of God. I think those people are completely misguided and are guilty of grievous sin. That's what I personally think. You think I'll back away from that? No, I won't. However, do I think we should be unkind or mean or persecute or prosecute or anything? Um, These people who believe in those movements? No, I don't. I teach that they're God's children and we should be kind to them. We should use the public forum of ideas to explain our reasonings and our viewpoints. And even if we disagree, we can do so kindly and agreeably. But then he asks a bunch of other questions that I wanted to answer on the radio. But he wouldn't come on the radio with me. So when he says to you that I didn't respond to those things, he lied to you. I did respond. And I said, let's take it out into public and discuss it. Of course, the guy never wrote me back after that. Because he doesn't have the guts to publicly 
clearly, transparently, accountably, with accountability, have an open, fair narrative. He asked me questions like, how much has the CSPOA grown since 2020? A ton, sir. We've quadrupled. We've ten-tupled. What do you want to know? A ton, sir. Two, what new ways has the CSPOA found to reach a broader audience? Well, I don't know if you remember, Al, uh, Isaac, we launched our TV show on Bridie on TV. Three, who are the state chapter leaders? What states are they in? Look, I'm not telling you all that. It's going to be on our website soon. We're working on that. But you don't need to know those. All you've done is done FOIA requests to sheriffs to try to intimidate them. All you've done is talk to our state directors and tried to get them to trip up and make us look more foolish. Do you have any concerns about the CSPOA's image by promoting Michael Peruka based on his associations with other groups? Absolutely not, sir. Michael Peruka is my dear brother and a stand-up, God-fearing man who teaches the supreme law of the land from a constitutional scholar point of view. I will not back away from James Edwards, and I will not back away from Michael Pruka one inch. I will double down in defense of these God-fearing men. Then they say below are several assertions in the story I wanted to give you a chance to respond to by email. How about responding on the radio, you thug? Yeah, we're going to focus on training law enforcement. And we plan to increase online efforts to to grow yeah we're gonna do that yeah i discuss anti-gay lesbian content not really i discuss how i think it's a sin do i have that right you say that i promote white supremacist movements by promoting the political cesspool you lie i respect the first amendment and i invite you on the radio too even though i don't agree with you god save us all